Hey, happy Sunday, y'all. Uh, happy daylight savings time. If you don't know, you had to push your clocks ahead an hour, which uh, most people, we lose an hour, but I like it because, um, you know, it means here in the Northeast that warmer temperatures are coming. So I'm all about warmer temperatures. If you if you follow me, you know, as much as I complain about the Northeast uh, lo- everlasting winters, I'm always about uh, warm temperatures. I was definitely born on the wrong part of the country here in the u.s but anyway ed carbohol here for mmanews.com it is march 14th and we are coming to you after ufc vegas 21 uh another event at the at the apex that was headlined below muhammad versus leon edwards um one of those cards again that was kind of like uh not really trending to be on the radar but if you follow the sport long enough and you watch MMA long enough, then you know that that means it's um, it's going to be a pretty entertaining card. And this card so far, most of it, not for nothing. I know we're going to get to the stuff that stood out for it, the 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 knee and the uh, the, the down knee and the eye poke and all that stuff. But um, you know, overall, I mean, when you get a couple of uh, knockouts, the way we got uh, the likes of Dan Ige, um. I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, we're going to go through the card in a minute over at MMAnews.com. But speaking, MMAnews.com, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you like, subscribe, click the bell notification at the MMAnews.com YouTube channel where this video and all the other Sunday submissions along with our interviews live. Uh, we actually had interviews with Leon Edwards and Eric Anders for the card that happened last night. I know I plugged those last week. And then we have one with Sean Brady. Uh, talking about his win after UFC 259, I uh, I, uh, I actually still need to watch that one myself. So I'm, I hope hopefully Lynch uh, uh, gets into uh, that whole one arm guillotine setup that he uses for control and stuff like that. Because you know, as a uh, as an old man grappler, I like to I like uh, getting that information. Um, again, full results last night are up at MMAnews.com. Um, and if you like what I do here and, and want to follow everything else that I do at other outlets, you can follow me on Twitter at Carbazel. Um, when Twitter Spaces launches, I'll probably be doing some fight night stuff. So if you want to jump in that audio, um, you know, make sure you're giving me a follow for that. All right, <clears throat> let's get into it. UFC Vegas 21 results. Um, again, uh, so I forget when the last bad eye poke happened on a uh, – on an event, but um, I just want to get the uh, results up so you guys can follow along with me. Um, there's uh, one of these Sunday submissions I went through uh, in detail about with the uh, the whole thing with, with you know, there's because already here we are Sunday morning, folks are talking about the UFC needs to change their gloves. You know, you got gloves like this that kind of go over the, the, the knuckle. Um, I'm not going to put it on. You can check that video. That's like uh, probably I have to look at the number. Maybe uh, the producer over at MMAnews.com that that handles this video when I send it to him can backlink it for you so you can check that out. But we went over the whole thing about about using gloves and alternative gloves for for events. And, uh, of course, I'm talking about the main event um, since that seems to be the most trending topic of the day. The uh, second round accidental eye poke for uh leon edwards versus uh Bilal muhammad um it's a no contest because of what happened you know 
Leon Edwards is calling for a title shot, even though he hasn't fought in two years. Not his fault. And then, uh, you know, Muhammad, um, who took the fight on, on uh, short notice, is, you know, at, at on the end of this with his eye messed up um, and what have you. You know, they've, they've modified the rules, If for those that don't know. I mean, the eye pokes... Eye pokes in the, in combat sports, they've definitely been around, but you have to. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some statistician out there. There used to be guys. I think maybe Cage Side Press did it. I you have to look. Uh, you have to look at at uh, how often they happen all across the sport, and I'm, I'm I'm sure someone will correct me. Actually, please do correct me. Drop it in the comments or whatever. Um, it seems like they're most prevalent in the UFC. And I know Rogan in the past is talking about, you know, the gloves need to change. The gloves, I feel like, have, have been the same since they started regulating the sport, um, which they, they barely come over the, the first four knuckles. Um, the video, I, I don't know where I put my other glove, but the video I had uh, the, that's closest to those, but the video that I did about the last time this happened, that it was a big deal. You can check it there, and then um, if you look at uh, so Rogan w was uh, is all for the gloves that Pride Fighting Championships used to use, which is the one you uh, rise and use now. I mean, they, again, they go they go further enough that that it, even when your your hand is out, it curves the hand, so it's harder to make that rigid, you know. And it often happens with someone trying to um, paw at the lead hand. Or, or pull down the guard so they can get a jab over and do their combination underneath. There's, there's you know, or, or hook them or, or you know, uh, initiate a grapple or a clinch. You know, it's the whole point of, of making these gloves. It's more to protect the fighter's hands um, than protecting, like, um, you know, the guy getting hit, obviously, because the point is to cause some damage to win the fight. Um, plus, you could look, I mean, and you could go further down the road if you look into, uh, like, Cleveland Clinic's research and stuff like that. You know, you talk about boxing gloves. I mean, as much as it helps you for training, there is, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I, 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 I throw it around in conversation all the time, and I can't think of it. But but the the energy from the weighted glove is actually more damaging than some someone, you know, versus bare-knuckle boxing, right? Um, uh, where... It seems like without a glove at all, you know, you're looking at bare knuckle boxing without a glove at all. Not only is, is a fighter looking to keep their fist clenched more tightly to protect it from breaking, you know, um, there's 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 less likelihood of, of a poke happening. I mean, of course, the rule sets are different. Or, uh, I'm, I'm digressing. But, um, you know, the, uh, one of the popular things I'm seeing is people are bringing up all the different gloves. And there's a point to that. Maybe the UFC finally does really need to look. I mean, uh, look at at Google glove design. It's been the same for so long. I mean, you're doing uniforms. You're doing all these. Change the rules a few times. Maybe it's time to look at glove design and say, hey, okay. I mean, uh, you you bought Pride, right? So you, you it, it just like you bought Strike Force. So why not? I mean, maybe make them black. They don't have to be the blue gloves. Make them black with the UFC logo on them, but uh, use the same design. Bellator, for example, they evolved their gloves. Everlast made a design where uh, it, it there's some something extra design in the glove that that does protect the fighter's hand, but it also does the natural curb where you don't have to worry about um, you know the eye pokes and you don't see them that much. 
again in Bellator. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, by all means, drop it in the comments. I mean, that's the only way we learn anything is if you get corrected, right? So um, it's a damn shame that that happened, especially for uh, a guy like Muhammad, who's who's a, a gamer. I mean, it, if you're not following him on social media, he's actually a pretty funny follow, fun guy to follow on social media. Um, and then uh, there's a really good shot of the eye poke. I'll share that in a minute. Uh, maybe I should share it now. I just I I can't share the two images at once. Uh, well, I have the results up, but hey, well, let's go through the card and then we'll go back to that, right? Um, uh, I'm trying to see how many how many knockouts did we have? TKOs, KOs. We had Ryan Spons over Serkinov, Tucker's over over. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Dan Ige over Tucker. Another one. So this is what I'm talking about. When these these cards that that don't get a lot of love, you know, you wind up saying, "God damn it, why did I miss that?" After the fact, um, uh, the Eric Anders and Darren Stewart. That's the other thing. That was the other hot hot topic of the night because it was ruled a no, it was an illegal knee to a downed opponent. Same rules as as we had at 259. You know, and it's funny because, um, well, it's not funny, but, you know, it's it's an odd coincidence for as long as after UFC 259, the most trending topic or just discuss Al Jermaine Sterling had to go on on a media tour of his own. He did, went in full detail on his own YouTube channel, plus did out of, a, a bunch of interviews with almost everybody um, where he discussed the, the whole his perspective from the down knee and stuff like that. And then um, the. Uh, the following event after that in the same location, we have another down knee that's, uh, you know, that ends a fight. But the difference being is this, this one gets called a no contest, whereas Peter Young got disqualified. So people now, now you got people pulling out the rule books and, and arguing back and forth, including the commentating commentary team last night about how things went. And, uh, uh, I want to bring up. I retweeted it. I just want to bring up the quote from ESPN. Put it up. I'm going to bring up that image of the eye poke too because it's oof. That's that's pretty bad. Where is it? Mark Ratner. Here we go. Per ESPN and MMA put this up uh, last night when that when the knee happened. Per an update from UFC senior vice president of regulatory affairs, Mark Ratner, the no decision. In the Anders Stewart fight was due to the bout not going two full rounds, and because the blow was deemed not intentional. Um, the unintentional side is obvious when you comp- if you're going to compare the 259 Jan Sterling knee to this uh, knee with um, Anders and Stewart, but um, because uh, you know it was it was so obvious that it was intentional because he not only not only did Yan like like hesitate and look confused before he threw it um you know he had his corner saying to throw it and and uh what have you so the thing is i mean and then you have again it's almost repeat from last week people complaining you got the armchair armchair uh regulatory affairs folks but it's an accident these things are accident it looks like the eye poke just like the, the the two knees, it's an accident for us sitting here at home watching the fights. The guys that are in there, they don't have a lot of time to weigh out. Remember the rule book. I know that they have a rule meetings. You should keep it in mind. 
And yeah, again, siding with uh, Dominic Cruz. I mean, uh, when you're trying to be championship level, you got to set the example by trying to be conscious of that as a competitor, as a professional athlete. I agree with all of that. But again, then there's the other side of the coin where, you know, it's a fight. You're two guys trying to hurt each other. There's probably already pains existing from the damage done. You know, things can be confused. Um, so it was an accident. I mean, we got to let it go as it as it stands. That's why they have a, a VP of regulatory affairs. That's why they have a commission. Um, do, the, do the rules need to be reexamined? Because uh, one thing that we saw, maybe not as popular, probably the older school cats caught it and sort of agree with it. Um, you know, people are calling for it again. It's funny this for the both incidences. Pride fighting championships is, is brought up. People bring up pride rules. Back in pride, you were allowed to knee a downed opponent. For a little while, you weren't. But then they were just like, it, it's because of stuff like this, it, it was too, um, you know, why go through the mess of, of discussing it and going back and forth and you have all these little social media battles going. Just let the knees go. No, if, if the knees are allowed, then there's no discussion. You know what I mean? Um, and that that's how pride handled it. And then you have old school guys calling for it to be a thing like that but then you know on the flip side there's fighter safety but you know you never know again i don't understand where these commissions and stuff if you're so concerned about about uh you know fighter safety in a sport where where you know the objective is to damage one opponent to damaging another the line is super thin there's research out there both for and again we just talked about the gloves you know, so, why isn't all boxing just bare knuckle? If it, if it's it looks uglier, but for brain health, there's science out there that says, you know, or, or there's studies out there, I should say, that say, you know, no gloves is safer than with gloves, right? So <clears throat> the same can be said for um, um, the downed opponent rule with the knees and, and soccer kicks and stuff like that. One of the other arguments is there. I remember uh, uh, one of the comparisons – so if you look at like uh, they don't allow elbows like in some promotion even the PFL doesn't because they do a tournament format it makes sense not to allow elbows because having a cut and the time that needs to heal could put someone out for the rest of the season if they if they're not able to compete so that's why they don't allow elbows but the um, you know Pride didn't allow elbows but they allowed the the, the knees and the soccer kicks um, if you really want to see a whole thing about how they went back and forth with the knees. Um, Check out the Smashing Machine documentary about Mark Kerr. There's actually an incident like that where uh, where uh, the knee, it was Mark Kerr versus Igor Vovchenchen, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, during one of the, they, they changed the rules where the knees are allowed, where the knees were allowed, then they weren't allowed, and there's confusion about it. And Mark Kerr uh, takes a loss because of that. He's on all four and he takes a knee. And it caused a problem that that might be why they let the knees come back if that incident, because I think that was in the Pride Grand Prix 2000, what's that, 2003? Um, people can, folks that watch this can drop it in the comments if you want to correct the date or whatever, because I'm going off the top of my head. But again, uh, regardless of when it happened, that's a, a really good example of how far back this doubt opponent, the pros and cons for knee, knee and stuff like that. But then, you know, again, then again, you think about brain health. Like the thing with the elbows brings me back again to the uh, uh, Randy Couture uh, 
Vitor Belfort, you know, he lost his title over the technicality, over a cut from an elbow or from a glove, or I forget what it was from. But, you know, that's one of the reasons they, they didn't allow elbows because it just uh, – it's one of those things where – I mean, the, do you have the argument, is this proper technique or technicality, you know? The whole point of, of, of this type of combat sport is to show, you know, who the better fighter is and who has the better tools. And, and elbows is – many a uh, martial arts discipline tool to to win a fight so um you know we can go on and on that probably do a whole podcast about that uh we probably will go on and on about that if uh, on my podcast when i go do it on tuesday night but um it just begs the question again as far as the gloves and the argument arguing about the rules i mean the rules have changed since the unified rules were made and we were, we were kind of talking about that uh me and my old podcast co-hosts for combat hour, a um, uh, long time I meant to say, you know, we, we went back and forth about that. Uh, and uh, because of how the rules, first you had the unified rules and then they modify those rules and then they vary by state. You know, um, there, there should be something across the board. That's one of the arguments that uh, Chael Sonnen says about why, you know, <clears throat> grappling, submission only grappling, it's entertaining for those that understand the nuances of, of the ground game and stuff like that. But the, the, one of the things that hold it back is the varied rule sets. You know, you have uh, like fight to win does advantage and advantage and sub submissions. Obviously there's no points, but you know, the advantage based on the judging criteria, then you have the EBI rules, which is what Chael Sonnen used as submission underground. Those seem to lend more towards, um, uh, a, a more, broader way to 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 popularize it but uh, these confusing rules that can be what holds back a sport and the ufc has done a lot obviously in their 27 years to get to where they are to have something like this i mean to look at it again maybe they don't want to because they are in a pretty good place right now as far as their growth i mean they have video games and you know, they're on espn so um it is what it is but um anyway back to the uh, results uh, Angela Hill uh, defeated Ashley Yoder by you know, unanimous decision. She uh, she was at the the top of the prelims. I mean, I was happy for Angela Hill to win because I feel like she's gotten the short end of the stick in a couple of decisions in some places where, where in some fights that she probably might have <coughs> deserved the win, right? Um, so that's good for her. I mean, she she needed that. Maybe it's a sign of 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 things to bet better judging criteria based on what happened the week before with all the 10, eight rounds. I know, I know that was kind of like a, at two fifty nine. there was a, uh, seemed to be a overabundance of 10, eight rounds given out. So maybe it depends on, you know, again, it, it's, it's, it is a question of how educated your judges and officials are. Um, but that, that's, that's going to be a, a, a long uphill battle, um, with the sport. But, um, uh, the uh, triangle choke that Ronnie Ah did on Ray Rodriguez, um, I saw some folks were were looking at the details, and you know me as a submission guy. One of the things I, I'm I, I like about seeing these arm triangles now, back in the day, you know the arm triangle had to be secured. If you got the head and the arm in, and you're in again, you're getting your choke. Uh, you had to be on one side of the person's body to do it. Um, Chael Sonnen pulled it off back in the day. I forget against who, but he, he did it from on top of the guy. And uh, if you want a really clear example of of uh, uh, how you really don't need to 
be uh, side to side. Um, Henzo Gracie, excuse me, I think it's in one of his Gawler video promos where he talks about placing, uh, uh, compressing all the space versus doing the old school, you know, side to side arm triangle and, and then crossing over uh, where you'll get the choke anyway, even if they do the answering the phone defense. Um, just just based on rather than because uh, when Henzo explains it, he talks about how a lot of guys will sprawl out to do that that head and arm triangle side by side, and you're actually giving the guy space to do the escape that 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 arm triangle uh, answering the phone defense is for. So you'll see that that's the Ronnie Yah submission is a really good example of what Henzo Grace was talking about, where it's better you, as long as you get this part of your hand against the carotid on the far side and, and their arm is in between, you can really just tighten up all that space and, and just close it all up and squeeze and get a nice clean blood choke. So um, that's something nice to see as um, MMA evolves. Um, what else did we get there? I'm trying to see. And then Jin Frey, I was happy to see her pick up a win because I know she had a rough ent entry into the UFC. Um she picks up a unanimous decision win. Um, you know, sometimes uh, I, th I think that was her third fight. So third time's a charm, right? We could say that. Um, the thing about uh, going, so let's go back to, let me take this down because I want to show you that image of the uh, uh, Dana White actually shared it. The image of the eye poke, which was really bad. I poke for, so you can see. Um, and then Bilal's all right. He says, uh, you know, the damage is not too bad, thankfully. Well, ESPN has two shots, so let's use that one. Um, here we go. Let's share this. Sorry. This uh, I'm using StreamYard, and it only lets you. It only lets you share, one tab at a time. So look at that. So you can see here, with the eye poke, um, it's I, at first when I first saw it last night, I thought it was uh, the thumb going in, and I'm like, well, how did that cause the cut on the lower eyelid? Um, that would make it hard to see, but you can see uh, right there, it's kind of the index finger nasty digging in and flicking out. Oh, it's almost like he fish hooked his eye. So, um, you know, it's uh, I found I don't know know if we'd have to check if and Dana White did any interviews. I know he was there because he was putting stuff on Instagram, but um. Uh, I am wondering if any, anyone addressed asked him, like, is it time to look at the gloves again? I mean, and who knows if that fixes it? Because then again, when you look at, you know, sometimes it needs to be fixed in training, too. If you look at the way folks parry and faint, and again, you know, there are techniques that guys like to use where they, they hook they hook the guard, the guard of the, you know, in striking terms, you hook the guard to get behind so you can get a jab in. Oh, I just hit myself in the face. <laughs> get the jab in and go one two right so it's um you know 
again, it's easy to fix. Easy to fix when you're looking, you know, from the seat of your couch, drinking your beer and eating your chips and shit. Um, but it's harder to do when you're looking at something that's going to translate across, you know, multiple divisions at this level in this sport. Um, and even the rules, the rules that did change, you know, you're, what is it? You're not allowed to do this. You can't have your hand out like this. It's got to be this way or closed fist. Um, so if you're doing this, uh, a la John Jones, who's, who's, uh, you know, very popular for saying that he pokes people in the eyes. And, but then like, it's hard to control. You're obviously like this, you know, it's hard, it's hard to control, especially if you look at the way the gloves are in that picture, you see, you see the, the amount of tape, the whole point of, of taping. I mean, they are trying to protect their hands too. So it, it, it's, it's almost, maybe it's, it's subconsciously that they, they can't even think that deep into what they're doing with their hands when you're trying to win a fight again. And, and someone's trying to hurt you. So it is an accident. And um, I think uh, as fans, folks watching this sport, you need to kind of just be objective and pull yourself out of it. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. As Max Holloway says, that's how the cards fell for uh, Muhammad and Edwards last night. Now, as far as talking. So, I, I mean, let's look at the fight, though. I mean. Consensus seems to be that Edwards was looking good. I mean, if you got if you got time, the time off that he had, but wanting to fight, meaning he was he just because he didn't fight doesn't mean he wasn't training and staying active. I think we saw that with the sharpness of his movement and stuff, the, the way the first round went. And, um, Muhammad, who was coming off of a fight, you know, another weight cut and stuff like that, uh, maybe did not look as good in that first round. But he tweeted after the fact as he apologized to. Uh, to fans and stuff like that for for what happened, you know, not being able to continue, you know, you gotta not for nothing. Shout out again to Bilal Muhammad for for just having the heart to, I mean, to think like that. Like you got nothing to apologize for, dude. You got poked in the eye. You're fighting. What was it like a week and a half after the? Or I forget how uh, short notice it was. Nothing to apologize for. I mean, if anything, anybody giving you shit about it should be apologizing to you know, for because you're the one. You're, I mean, you're out there. Look at there. You damn near lost your eye. And, and for the, the spectacle and the entertainment for a sport that folks are, are giving you. So anyone giving you shit about it, uh, Bilal, you know, F them. Ah, fuck them. I already said shit, so sorry for whoever edits this when I send it to MMANews.com. But uh, sometimes you got to keep it real. But, um, yeah. Um, uh, it, it sucks because now that these guys – now these guys are going after each other because, uh, you know, Edwards is calling for a title shot. Yeah, okay, he looked good or whatever, but, you know, maybe um, the eye poke accidental, you know, it's still not – it's not just like just like uh, Sterling didn't want to win by getting kneed in the head illegally. I'm sure you don't want to win this way. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, no, there's again, no contest. Nobody won officially. But, you know, to, to, to call for a title shot – in a weird situation like that, maybe you should pump your brakes a little bit. Um, that's just my opinion. And again, oh sure, yeah, I like Bilal Muhammad, but you know, I I was impressed with uh, uh, with Leon Edwards too. Um, maybe not a title shot, dude. I mean, you you've been sitting on the shelf for two years, keeping staying ready, but on the shelf competition wise, as far as with COVID and all the stuff happening, you couldn't get a fight book. But you're here. Maybe while you're here. 
if I don't know how long they're letting you stay because I know I know he could, he had a you know the COVID situation logistically it was hard for him to get something going period but maybe you know get another fight or two in before you start doing that um, but it, it it's it's the nature of the business too right you you got to market yourself if you're not marketing yourself you know trying to I'm, I'm trying to be as object, objective as possible I don't like to be uh, you know. Again, when you look at when you look at what these guys drop and sacrifice uh, to 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 do what they do, um, you know you 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 have to pump your own brakes a little bit before you start uh, trying to shit on anybody. That's pretty much the point of what I'm saying, especially with the with the two knees in a row. I mean, um, at the end of the day, and I know uh, Natan Levy, who who's a newly signed with the UFC. He's a big he's a big ag, big ag advocate of yes you know you can be impressed with the with things that happen or whatever but at the end of the day you you sh you should be concerned with the health of both athletes no matter who you want to win or who you got your money on you know because at the end of the day especially when you're looking it is mixed martial arts there is there's a there's a certain code respect and and discipline that comes with it and um you wanna you wanna make sure that does extend to the sport. You know, being the just bleed guy is nice, but you know you you don't want to be that guy when it comes to a, a fighter potentially losing an eye or having issues with their their brain health issues later in life. So I think we'll leave it at that. Um, again, thank you again for following along. If you uh, like all the stuff I do and want to read the articles that I write. Uh, at MMANews.com. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Carbazel. Make sure you check out MMANews.com for all your MMA news. Um, uh, make sure you check out the YouTube channel for MMANews.com. We got uh, Bellator stuff on there too. I put up the transcript. I did uh, James Lynch and my, I, I did the write-up for Emmanuel Sanchez interview who's uh, fighting Patricio Pipple again uh, April in April when you, Bellator 255. I think it's April 9th. Um, you got to check the article for that. But, yeah, make sure you check out all the stuff we got going on there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope Daylight Savings Time didn't screw you up too bad. And that's it for me for this Sunday submission. I'll see you next Sunday. I'm tapping out. Peace. Catch you next week.